Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Andy Olson and Bryce Beeman with you. Illinois basketball back on track is what, a, what, what we'll call this. I mean, I like it. they should have been. Bethune-Cookman, yeah. big win for Illinois tonight as they get back on the court. After a week away for Christmas, players went home for a few days after the embarrassing loss to Missouri. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, about a week ago uh, in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center. But Illinois coming out with renewed energy tonight against the Wildcats, a team that, much like Alabama A&M a few weeks ago, they should have beaten and do beat. So we're not trying to give them any more credit than what they're due. But uh, Bethune-Cookman coming into this game, a a bottom 20 team in the Ken Palm rankings. Uh, so not particularly like a Kansas or a Kentucky or someone like that, but they get the job done, 85-52. Dane Danger leads the way for the Illini with 22 points, Bryce. Uh, you were there, and I think the big story going in is some changes to the starting lineup. Sky Clark out with the left shoulder injury. Sincere Harris, of all people, takes his place in the starting lineup. It's Dane Danger in for RJ Melendez. The other three stay the same. You were there. What kind of energy did did you see from those guys in particular? Uh, I imagine it, it just brought something different than what Illinois had grown kind of stagnant with in the games leading up to this one. You know, and I think they needed a change, obviously. You know, they didn't play super well against Penn State. They didn't play well against Alabama A&M. And then they obviously didn't play well against Missouri. So a change needed to be made. And, you know, I did like the changes. Um I, I've been waiting kind of for Sincere Harris to get a start. I kind of thought maybe they liked him so much as an off-the-bench player that maybe he wasn't going to ever get a start. But I think it was very well-deserved, and he played really well. I think he might have gotten one of his highest scoring games for himself. And, I mean, the kid was all smiles. I think he got, I want to say, here we – trying to look here. He got 12 points today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, there was one time, Andy – where it was like the last couple minutes of the game and he stole the ball, yeah. slam dunked it. The crowd was cheering because they were all about to get chicken nuggets because uh, the guy missed uh, from Bethune that was Cookman missed a fun, two. That was <laughs> a fun sequence at the end. And then he dunked it and then he got a three. And it was so, it was kind of like a cute moment, I thought, honestly, because mm-hmm. he was all smiles, just super hyped. And his teammates were so hyped for him. I think it was like Terrence Shannon was giving like a huge high five. And it was just like a really cool moment for him that I feel like that's one of those things where like he's gonna remember that like his yeah. first start and then he got a huge dunk and a three and the crowd is cheering half for him half for the nuggets kind of a little bit of both <laughs> but I, I thought he played really well I'm a big sincere Harris fan I think he's continuing to play consistent and he's just such a hard worker and yeah. I don't think you can ever get mad at someone that is trying that hard and he makes an impact on the court and then the other change in the lineup here was uh Dane Danger I thought I thought he had a good game. I thought for a little bit when he came out in the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, wow, Dane, this guy is coming out ready to play. And he had a couple really good games to start. And then we saw less and less minutes of him. And he didn't really do much in the time he was in. But, you know, that's easier said than done coming off the bench into the middle of a game and only getting, you know, X amount of minutes. Um, I thought he had a pretty good game. And he's very strong on the boards and under the basket. You know, he'll be getting grabbed in – kind of hit and he still goes up with it and I think that's something to note that he's very strong on the ball I know Brad said in post game that he wants him to see a little bit more uh, rebounding but apparently I mean Brad in the post game said that 
Dane's rebounding in practice has been Kofi-esque, quote-unquote. So, I mean, I he's only a redshirt sophomore. I'm, I'm very curious, and since he's only a freshman, mm-hmm. so I'm very curious what these two can do. I, you know, I, I think that they can be pretty dominant players, you know, as they continue to grow. They're still so young. I was surprised that Brad went with Sincere over Jaden Epps, who we have seen get a start, a spot start before. Um, but yeah. he made the right decision. I think that's nothing against Sincere Harris. I, I just was expecting yes. Jaden. I think it was – it ended up being a great decision going with Sincere because we saw the energy that he brought. Yeah. I mentioned the other three starters stay the same. Terrence Shannon Jr., Matthew Meyer, Coleman Hawkins. Coleman has his third double-double of the season. Terrence Shannon Jr., a somewhat quiet night. He has 13 points. Bit of a quiet night for Matthew Meyer. Uh, but still some sloppiness at points in this game, Bryce. There was that stretch kind of in the second half. The game never was in any doubt. It just kind of seemed like maybe Illinois was getting to a little bit of laziness um, and just had that stretch that we always see them get into at least like once per game this season, even though this one was already had been put away for so long. Something I'm really noticing is after halftime, yeah. They come out super flat right after half. And I don't know what they need to do. If it that it's that little fifteen minute break that they're sitting there. I don't know, or they're maybe trying to make changes and it's not working. I don't know what it is, but I have noticed, you know, you know, sometimes athletes do need to get their legs moving a little bit. Maybe sitting there for that long does make them cold. But I in my opinion, I keep thinking that they keep coming out pretty slow after half. But they did have some sloppiness. I you know, there are a couple turnovers that, you know, missed passes. I know that they've been working on passes, though. So a part of me is kind of like, you know, they had some bad passes, but then, and that's like kind of stint there. But I thought their ball movement was a lot better today because mm-hmm. they were moving it very quick. And I remember I was sitting there and I thought it because I was moving my camera so fast. I was like, oh, they're moving it yeah. really well around the arch today. So I was, I thought that their ball movement and they, you know, hit it down low and then back out and, and that's what they need. And I know Brad was talking about they needed to pass the ball more to get, you know, more open shots. So I think that, you know, I, I hit or miss. You can't have those little bad stints, though, because that's when really good teams will take advantage of yeah. that. Is there anything that can be taken away from this kind of game for Illinois? I already said it's a game against a bottom 20 team in the NCAA. Uh, it's a game that they were favored by 30 and they covered. They won by more than 30. Uh, but for as bad as the vibes were after Missouri, after Penn State, after even Alabama A&M, where that game had gotten closer than it needed to be at points, is there something that you think that the team can take from this just going forward as they go into Big Ten play with non-conference play put away now? I, You know, I, and I, I don't want to dis Bethune Cookman but you know obviously they're not a Texas kind of ranking here but to me you know I kind of think of it as a little bit of a practice game for Mm -hmm. them to work on those little things that they wanted to work on the last they had I think they had like two days of practice or so before this game and you know obviously they came out with a new defense and new offense so I think this was a good game to kind of try that. You know, when, when you're playing against yourself in practice, it's not the same. You know what's going to happen. You know, you know, oh, it may not work as well. But I think this was a really good game to kind of work out things they needed to work out. So I think it benefited them with that. I think, um, you know, obviously it's going to have to translate over into Big Ten play. But I think with that whole aspect of kind of like a little practice game to work out some things that they needed to work out, I think that's the positive of it. 
So And get a win, I guess. And get a win. Before Big Ten. Non-conference play is done and put to bed with this one. Illinois finishes 9-2 and two in non-conference, which at the beginning of the season you would have said, yeah, that's that's a really good non, non-conference portion of the schedule given who the teams they were playing were. It turns out your only two losses in non-conference are Virginia, who's one of the better teams in the country, and Missouri, who has proven... 13-1. They're not bad. Yeah. They're not bad, it turns out. So it's weird to have that, and yet going into the new year with a team with so many question marks as Illinois has. And it comes from those two Big Ten games that they've already played against Maryland and Penn State. One game where they didn't even look competitive against Penn State, where a loss on the road against a pretty good Maryland team, you say, ah, okay, it's the Penn State game that really you know, people have in the back of their mind and are starting to question some things. Where do you see this team right now? You have the good, the 9-2 and two non-conference record on the surface level, but as soon as you dive a little bit deeper into that, there's some really important and, and overbearing questions start to come out. It's such a hard question because I feel like some you don't know which Illinois is going to be on the court. You know, some days we'll see the one that came out against UCLA and the one that came out against Texas, and mm-hmm. we see that Illinois. And so I think that's kind of like maybe it's super frustrating, you know, for the coaches and even the players is that they know that they are capable of playing these top 10 teams and these top five teams. But then they come out against, you know, Alabama A&M and I know they won, but it was not a pretty game. And it was only a one point game at one point, mm. <laughs> one point game at one point. Anyways, yes. but um, I, you know, it's just so iffy. They're so wishy-washy right now and mm-hmm. how they're playing. They're so hot and cold. You know, some days their shots are falling, some days they're not. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I don't know how they're going to do. I think they have the potential. And maybe this is a next year thing because they're going to build on this for next year. And maybe next year they're going to be great because they've played together for longer. But I think that it's just so, they're just so wishy-washy right now. You just never know who's going to be on the court. I thought they had, they looked a lot better today compared, like they had energy and they looked mm-hmm. like, you know, compared to the other games, they didn't even look like they necessarily wanted to be there. I'm sure they did, but it just didn't, I don't know. That's kind of my thought. I just don't, I don't know. I think they have potential. I guess my final answer, I think they have potential to play with some of the best of the best, but it depends on who which team is out there on the court for Illinois? What what guys are, you know, in the right mindset to do that? Well, we'll see what team shows up Wednesday against Northwestern as they, they go up 57, then you get on 294. I'm not going to do the whole directions, <laughs> but uh, they're going to play at Northwestern January 4th. I'll be up there myself. And then they go to at Wisconsin January 7th. An interesting back-to-back games there. Uh, for Illinois, as they get now into the conference portion of the schedule, they start two games back. Already two losses on on, on their record. Not, you don't like that you then go into two road games in the Big Ten as you restart Big Ten conference play. Uh, but, Bryce, who knows? At, at this point, we, we could be talking about December as just one of the building blocks for a really good Illinois team. Uh, we just don't know at this point because we yeah. keep saying that they have potential – it's just about are they going to be able to yeah. find it and put it all together? And maybe, you know, you don't want to peak too soon. Always the thing. You never want to peak too soon. So, you know, maybe they, they're still building and they haven't reached their peak yet, obviously. So maybe it might be a good thing for them in the long run of 
they just kind of keep building up and maybe you know if it's starting to click hopefully after the new year maybe it starts clicking for them or something that's so. right all right any final thoughts from from this one bryce as uh, we put non-conference play to bed and now we look forward to 2023 in the Big Ten conference schedule. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see how they're going to compete with other Big Ten teams. Obviously, you said their own two in conference right now, but I think it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited to kind of see these matchups and get. I'm, I'm excited for a Big Ten play now. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm ready for some conference games and ready to watch and go to the games and kind of see what can happen. I guess. Well, if we sound low energy, it's been a long day here at WCIA. <laughs> uh, if you haven't heard or you haven't seen uh, our Your Alana Nation Bull special aired today, this being Thursday when this podcast comes out, you can watch it on demand on our website, com right now. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. Hour long. We got Brett Barron's down in Tampa, living it up in the sun, uh, giving us live reports down there. Seaside, uh, Bryce and myself with some really great stories on Johnny Newton and Alex Palczewski, why this game means so much to them specifically. I had a great conversation with Brett Bielema, one-on-one exclusive that you can watch inside uh, the Bulls special as well. As great insight from Alana Insiders, Jeremy Warner from Alana Inquirer and Robert Rosenthal from IlliniBoard.com. It is a full hour of Illinois football content ahead of their bowl game. And don't forget, still got a few days until the game. Monday morning, morning of the game, the Your Illini Nation pregame show, not only on our digital channels, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, our website, it will be on air as well. WCIA 3, 9 a.m. We have a commercial-free hour of the pregame show brett barons and jeremy warner will be at raymond james stadium i will be back here in the studio conducting it all like a puppet master i guess <laughs> putting it all together but it will be a fun one so tune in either way on our digital channels for that one or you can just turn on the tv and watch it there uh bryce it's been a long day it's time to go to it's bed i think like 12 hours of work it's, so it's been a, it's been a long it's day. been a long one hey but the bull game everything or bowl game. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The bowl show. We got it. Yeah. As Andy said, go check it out. We worked really hard on it. So very proud of the, uh, <laughs> the work we put out there. So please go check it out. Uh, I think that'll put this podcast to bed. We'll talk again after the Northwestern game. That is an 8 PM tip off. So a late one up in Evanston. Uh, we will have uh, some words to say after that one, either Illinois gets their first big 10 win on the road or Fall to 0-3 with another road loss. We'll see which one it is for Bryce. I'm Andy. Thanks for joining us on the 3-in-1 podcast. Oh, no.